do you want a kitten delivered overnight? Well, email us at grandtheftpodcast at gmail.com and just check your post. This is Grand Theft Podcast. Hello and welcome to a new episode of Grand Theft Podcast, where we take a rose-tinted look back at our favourite GTA games, while eagerly holding out our empty gaming bowl and asking, please Rockstar, can we have some more? I'm your host Gareth, and with me each week is the lucky to my wheel, the weapon to my wheel, the radio to my wheel, it's co-host Gary! <laughs> and you're just a wheel! <laughs> you're a wheel! And you know what, it's a very special episode, because not only yeah. do we have co-host Gary, but hey... Yay. He said it was a bad idea coming on the show last time, so let's make it even worse. It's for our first reoccurring guest, Michael. Hey, Michael. hi guys, it's good to be here. How's it all going? How have you been since we since we last spoke? It's been uh, very good. I have to say, guys, this whole Grand Theft Auto thing has really taken off since we first uh, discussed it all those weeks ago, and I'm glad we got in the gates early. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We just <laughs> we saw an opportunity. We jumped in. And we've just been hitting that, hitting that home. And uh, like you say, with yeah. with our help, it could become quite a big franchise. I think it could be yeah. going somewhere, guys. But uh, anyway, it's uh, <laughs> yeah. it is a pleasure to be back and discussing all things Grand Theft Auto. Yeah, yeah, with a, a brand new version for you to to kind of go absolutely. So um, over the last few weeks, uh, we have been talking about our top 10 favorite games. And it's getting right to the pointy end at the moment. Uh, for ourselves, myself and Gary, we are at number four. Mm-hmm. of our top 10 favorite games as well but we have a guest here so i'm going to open up to to michael first and we're just going to see what's your top five games or what's the first five games that spring to mind when somebody says to you what's your top five games this feels like Ooh. people uh, it's a real judgment moment here guys i think and uh i hope this isn't <laughs> i mean i hope this isn't terribly boring for people but i think for me like top five or top 10 games tend to be on the older side, they tend to be of nostalgic value, mm-hmm. but they mm-hmm. do have to have at least some, and in some cases, a lot of replay value as an adult. So uh, there's certainly some nostalgic games that won't make the list because they're not necessarily something I'd play as an adult. But mm-hmm. I would say if I were to pick five off the top of my head, and they all tend to be on the older side, uh, as a child... Many, many, many hours wasted, or not wasted, but spent on the very first generation Pokemon games. Oh, yes. wow. Uh, so it was it was Pokemon Red for me. And, yeah, it was Red for me as well. Uh, that was uh, a real gateway into video gaming <laughs> as, a, as a child. Yep. Uh, a, a video game that's actually um, kind of on uh, a lot of people's radars at the moment due to some recent news is uh, Star Wars Knights of the Old Republic. Um, There has been a remake announced, but uh, that's certainly uh, both a nostalgic favorite of mine and one that has replay value for me today. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Now, I could pick any of the GTA classic (laughs) series here. Uh, I think I would tend to normally go with GTA San Andreas uh, if I were to pick one. Mm -hmm. Probably the most overall best representation of the series for me and for what I'm looking for. So uh, we'll go GTA in general, the classic trilogy, but we'll pick uh, San Andreas as the representative. Nice. Uh, (laughs) Number four, let's go... um, a little bit different. This one is Medal of Honor Allied Assault. Ooh, wow. Good choice, my friend. Yes. Now, <laughs> good don't choice. ask me why uh, in my household. 
shooting people in a video game was okay if it was historical, but it was as a child. Uh, this game was not only uh, allowed, but I believe a parent may have bought it for me for a Christmas or a birthday or something Encouraged. like that. Um, mm-hmm. Encouraged. That is not only a game I enjoyed as a child, although it was on the more challenging end of first-person shooters as a, as a child, but uh, if anything, I might actually appreciate that game uh, more uh, as an adult. That was, of course, uh, executive produced by Steven Spielberg, no less. Uh, yeah, yeah. Shortly after yep. he'd done uh, Saving Private Ryan, he, mm-hmm. he'd obviously made Saving Private Ryan uh, an acclaimed, iconic film mainly aimed at adults. And he wanted something that was aimed um, at younger people, but also gave them a sense of the, the history of that period of time and love those games. Mm-hmm. Um, I think, guys, fifth and finally, there could be a, a number that go in here. I'm going to go back to my 2D platforming roots, and I'm going to say nice. the third Sonic the Hedgehog game. Oh, Sonic the Hedgehog 3 and three. Knuckles. Knuckles and Knuckles. I was waiting to say, did you, ha- did you have and the... Knuckles with the, the add-on. Now, I can yeah. already wow. tell... There's maybe some debate here about uh, my choice of number three, but uh, I think for me, overall, yes, uh, it, three was where it was at for me. Yeah. I think, guys, if I were to pick maybe a top five, that would maybe be something, you know, how, how my top five would look. That's, mm. that's a pretty, that, I mean, that's a nice spread top five, really. That's a good solid top five yeah. as well. Like, yeah. Thank uh, you. Yeah, um, <laughs> you may stay. Yeah, you may stay. Well, you may stay. I'm allowed to stay. <laughs> <laughs> Mostly for for mentioning uh, Medal of Honor. I think those games were absolutely fantastic. I played them on GameCube. Um, oh, and fantastic! I'm mind blown uh, yeah. as to like storming mm. the beach and stuff like that, and then working your way through the oh. trenches and and you know taking out all the bunkers and stuff. They they were fantastic and historical. So I was learning absolutely. at the same time. Mm-hmm. They are, and they're kind of renowned for their, their historical accuracy mm-hmm. in a number of ways. Of course, it is entertainment, and you're one guy taking on the world, but you're also learning a lot about a real piece of history and yeah. a history there. Yeah, 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 yeah. Mm-hmm. Very cool indeed. Having to logged on today with a Super Nintendo t-shirt uh, on, I'm <laughs> I'm not sure if, if Sonic 3 is this. I get the vibe that Sonic 3's... Yeah, Sonic 3 was just, like, you had that evolution from Sonic 1 to Sonic 2 to Sonic 3, and, like, Sonic 3 just perfected absolutely everything. But right. I think it was just the novelty of having the the Knuckles. Like, it was released as, I think it was Sonic and Knuckles first, and then 3, and right, then you okay. put Sonic and Knuckles in the top of the cartridge, and you get yeah. everything. Yes, the cartridge, yeah. yeah. Of course, hot cartridge on cartridge action. Yeah, it was hot cartridge on cartridge action. Brilliant. <laughs> it's the kind of thing that will be cut content from a later GTA game is cartridge yeah. on cartridge action. That's it. That's it. We thought uh, hot coffee yeah. was bad. Yeah. I, 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 I remember uh, staying at my granda's and uh, there was the Cali Market, which was in uh, which is in Mint Law, and uh, they basically it was just a massive indoor market that had like um, there was a, like just everything just like bits and bobs and everything like that and uh mm. there was a finally a computer game section that they had mm. like old pc games and old like sega mega drive games and stuff like that and i saw sonic 3 there and i, was, I tried to give it to my granddad for me <laughs> <laughs> uh i didn't get it no i just i just i just stick with sonic uh one and two but um mm. Yeah, I did finally play Sonic and Knuckles and uh, Sonic Three as well, and Knuckles was just you, the coolest. <laughs> see that game? You can, you can choose to keep this or cut this out, but just a small piece of trivia: 
<laughs> they've actually had, and this might tie in with GTA a little bit in in some regard. They've had real problems getting that version of the game re-released. We suspect due to music licensing issues, there is <gasps> to do with a. a Michael Jackson, isn't it? You know where I'm going to go with it? Michael Jackson. Yeah, yep. there is it's sort of an this. open of secret. It's never been officially confirmed, but it's an open secret that Michael Jackson and his team probably wrote uh, a chunk of the music in that game. And mm-hmm. they, it's, there seems to now be issues having that game in the public uh, for sale due to music licensing issues, among other things. So, and I, I believe maybe the Michael Jackson music in Vice City may no longer be in the re-release. That's that is yeah. correct. Yeah. Yep. Interesting. Um, not for a while. Yeah, I was going to mention during our uh, during our, our lovely sure. a lovely segment that we're going to have, but yeah, um, I think forty songs have been omitted from the collection over mm. Vice City and San Andreas. Like three, I think, has retained all of its songs. Okay. Yeah, I think mostly yeah. original stuff in, in yeah. three, yeah. Yeah, it had that hybrid uh soundtrack and of course just Scarface, uh, which is which is just yeah. absolutely fine <laughs> with me. Um <laughs> I can listen to that soundtrack over and over and over again. Yeah. Um yeah, that's really interesting. So it, it, it must be something to do with like video game licensing music that's potentially a different law than like movie mm. or TV or something like that because um you can still get and uh, you know, I Again, I I'm, I'm not a music lawyer. If I was, I'm sure I'd be in a very sure. tall building in a suit. But um, <laughs> you can get like the um, the Simpsons album that Michael Jackson wrote for with the Bartman and stuff mm. like that. So, <laughs> yeah. you know, he's done other tie-ins and other like shadow rights and stuff like that that you can still get and you can still stream and you can still have access to. Mm. Um, whereas Sonic 3, not so much. Yeah. It's funny, isn't it? I wonder mm. if re-releasing a game somehow counts in proper, in, you know that kind of area of law if it counts as a new product that you have to re-license for yeah so. yeah yeah it's something that crossed my mind as well but a couple of weeks ago we were talking about uh some some quotes from from sam hauser around uh like um uh some of the actors you know saying that they they wish they got more mm. money for uh for vice city and stuff mm. like that so and i, I don't know I, I just passed my brain just thinking oh, i wonder if they got a little a little chunk or if they're still getting royalties yeah. for these these new versions because everything's mm. been used again yeah i would imagine so mm-hmm, mm-hmm. but yeah um yeah we shall we shall get on to that we shall indeed <laughs> absolutely we shall we shall, um, we shall indeed we're going to talk about Grand Theft Auto. Um, <laughs> really? <laughs> really? I'm on the wrong podcast, jeez. <laughs> yes, <that's> it. <laughs> it feels like it sometimes. <laughs> yeah, sometimes. It takes a when while get, for us to get to the Yeah, when we get onto our, like, our stupid, like, I don't know, like, Red Dwarf talks and stuff like that. You've seen that, um, it's a short YouTube video and it's called something like Every Online Video Essay Ever and it's a guy announcing he's going to talk about the history of SpongeBob, and it begins with early cinema, nineteen twenty. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> it just works its way through until it finally gets there. Gets to Spider-Man five minutes at the end. SpongeBob is a SpongeBob. <laughs> Fantastic. Amazing. So you need to refresh my memory, Gary. Who's going first this time? Oh, God. Uh, I think it was you last time, so it's me, it is I your think. Turn. It is your turn. I'm excited about th- this because we're getting right to the cutting edge oh, of video oh, gaming history. Of video gaming, right. I'm okay. excited, guys. <laughs> You're excited. Well, uh, 
My fourth entry in uh, my top 10 games of all time is uh, one that I didn't play when it first came out. Um, I played it when the second one came out and me and my friend, Craig Stewart, who's a friend of all of ours, Mm -hmm. uh, we played both those games back to back Mm. over a summer. And um, Craig sold me on the idea, like, going back to what Michael was saying about, uh, like, the first generation of Pokemon and stuff like that, like, I love that style of game. I love that turn-based combat style Mm -hmm. of game. And uh, thanks to Pokemon, I got into Final Fantasy because of that. And I played Final Fantasy X, loved Final Fantasy X, and I liked the fact that, like, it was just like Pokemon, but, like, big, massive 3D and, uh, like, it had a total epic story and everything like that mm-hmm. so i got into the the lore and everything like out of final fantasy as convoluted as it can be at certain points yeah um but uh craig sold me on the idea of uh, my fourth game uh he's like well if you like the fantasy style final fantasy and stuff like that and you like disney don't you oh you, you like disney going. yeah and uh, I was like, "Yeah, I like, I, I like Disney." And uh, she's like, "Well, we should uh, we should play through the Kingdom Hearts games." So, Brilliant. my fourth entry is Kingdom Hearts One, and uh, I think it's very nostalgic for me just because it brings me back to uh, that summer that we just played that, and like I think we just finished first year of university, and. Um, we had nothing like we'd finished all our exams and everything like that and we had about like four months off Mm -hmm. and uh no responsibilities nothing like that we just we just stayed up and played games for ages and ages and ages and uh yeah it just takes me back to that time and it's it's a bizarre game it's so weird but Mm -hmm. i but i just love it so Mm -hmm. much and it's um so um the chance happening of um an executive from square enix bumping into an executive from disney in a lift and basically pitched the idea of this game it's like wow. what if we what if we take the worlds of disney and stuff like that mm-hmm. and mix it with final fantasy characters and tell our own kind of original story with it and disney jumped on it at that point wow. and um yeah it's um oh, it's it's hard to really describe this game because like the plot of it is like it's so convoluted so convoluted <laughs> it's just uh, like you play as sora and sora is voiced by Haley joel osmond yeah oh, no way he sees dead people he does he does <laughs> he, he does see dead. if anybody gets that reference <laughs> tofer <laughs> check out what we do in the shadows he shows up as a as like this zombie tofer and he can just shout his own name it's fucking hilarious i love um <laughs> i love him in the boys uh, he plays oh god what's his what's he playing the boys again he's uh the mind reader but he's like he was like a child star back in the day no <laughs> so like it was kind of like a play on like what he was like yeah yeah um yeah so uh yeah so it's Haley joel osmond and you play sora and he and his friends riku and Kyrie are living on this lovely island called destiny island uh, with uh there's a couple of final fantasy characters that live on there as well and uh yeah you're just having a good old time you're dreaming of going off on your own adventure and seeing what's beyond the island and um so you're building a boat and everything like that but then something starts to happen uh involving uh these creatures called the heartless and the heartless are created from people that have had 
basically their hearts and souls removed okay. from them and they're basically just little creatures that run along and stuff like that. And the only way you can kill them is with a keyblade. And the keyblade is such an iconic weapon. I love it. <laughs> it does look pretty kick-ass. Yeah. And then, so basically, Sora's story at the start is very much a fish out of water. And he ends up uh, going to this place called Traverse Town, where he meets up with Pluto starts licking his face for mm-hmm. some reason. And he's like, oh, God, what? And uh, then he meets up with a few Final Fantasy characters. There's um, Squall from Final Fantasy VIII. There's mm-hmm. uh, Yuffie from Final Fantasy VII. And uh, you end up pairing up with uh, two very iconic Disney characters of Donald and Goofy. Brilliant. Donald is your mage and Goofy is your defense character. And uh, <laughs> it's, it's amazing. Like, so basically the Disney kingdom exists in this. Mickey is the king. Um, Donald is like the sage sorcerer and stuff like that. And uh, Goofy's a royal guard. And uh Mickey has disappeared. Okay. So they're hunting for Mickey. You're hunting for your friends that have disappeared at the same time as well. And you both end up, and you end up traversing through Disney worlds, getting involved in their stories. I think the first world you visit is, um, I think it's Alice in Wonderland. And you take part in that kind of world. And uh, there's just, like, aesthetically, it's just so fun and happy Mm. and the combat is so cool it's like just a bit more action paced than final fantasy like obviously a bit more like you still have that level of strategy in it with Mm -hmm. uh selecting magic and selecting all that kind of things but yeah um it's uh it's just such a fun game to play it's a game that just makes me smile from start to finish mainly with the aesthetic, mainly with the story, mainly with the score, mainly with the combat. Just everything just seems to gel so well together. Mm. Uh, the first game can be seen as a bit robust and everything like that. Okay. But when we finished the first and the second game, the second one is a lot easier than the first one. And yeah. I felt more of an achievement finishing the first one okay. than I did the second one. And uh, yeah, it's just, oh, I love it. <laughs> It just makes me it makes me happy. <laughs> <laughs> I hadn't um I hadn't heard of these until the third one was announced at an E3. Yeah. And I was watching like an IGN live thing. Um mm-hmm. and Damon Hatfield. Hatfield, thank you. I was thinking like yeah. Damon Albarn or Hetfield. Uh somewhere in between. <laughs> um <laughs> <laughs> That would be a great band, wouldn't it? Blurtalica. (laughs) Blurtalica. Did we just just start a band? Yeah, (laughs) Blurtalica. We've got it now. Um, (laughs) Enter Park Life. (laughs) There's something in this, guys. Right, like, let's ditch this GTA shit. It's never going to take off. Let's go Blurtalica now. Um, on, a, on, on a lovely tangent, have you, has anyone yeah. heard uh, Beat Talica? Beat Talica. It's a, a Beatles yes. Metallica. Yes. Like, yes. hey, dude. Yeah. Yeah. Hey, dude. That's so good. <laughs> um, Amazing. <laughs> so I think we've got yeah. one with Blur. That's that's pretty good. Yeah, um, Blur Talica. Okay, I'm going to be distracted the whole time just trying to think of <laughs> Blur Talica. Blur Talica songs. Yeah. 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 Okay, we need to open up a separate Discord. Yep. Um, <laughs> well, <laughs> so Damon Hetfield uh, was was sitting there live doing, and of course it came up. I think it was the key maybe you saw first in this like teaser trailer or something, and went absolutely yep. mental. So I started looking into it and just thought yep. they were absolutely 
absolutely fantastic and they just seem such charming games uh and just so much fun they are yeah they're they're my happy games like um as as far yeah. as far as like story goes like it, it it's so convoluted like unbelievably convoluted like with each game like it just adds more it's the only gaming franchise that i know of that or any franchise that every single entry plays into the the bigger narrative so all your mobile mm. games all your ds games all the all the like kind of spin-offs and everything like that they all play a major role in like the actual story so so when people like we were a little bit confused when we came into kingdom hearts 2 because there was a game in between it which was chain of memories which was on the gba oh Uh, so we had to look Mm up uh, chain of memories to find out where everyone was at the start of kingdom hearts 2 but the thing like um the thing that gets me about um, especially the main entries of kingdom hearts is the fact that like like if you are really invested in stuff like that it is a really worthwhile story yeah and it's all to do with like um just like friendship and overconquering darkness and everything like that very epic final fantasy kind of things and stuff like that but um mm-hmm. but yeah like if you just like it for the combat and you like it for just going to your favorite disney worlds and playing a part in that story then it's mm. just so much fun. And and what I love about the way you're describing it, Gary, um, is, and this is a testament to, you know, giving ideas a chance. Yeah. Imagine, Gary, that you presented that, no one had heard of Kingdom Hearts, and you presented that premise. You know, it's kind of got the Final Fantasy vibe, and, and uh, but you're, you're in this kingdom, and you meet Mickey and Goofy, and one of them's your maid, you'd be like, what an unhinged yep. fever dream <laughs> yeah, yeah. this yeah, is yeah. that is unfolding yep. from this madman's mouth. Yeah. Yeah. And yet, with yeah. the with the you know the passing of time, we realize these are exceptionally well received games yeah. and yep. critically acclaimed games. And it's a real testament to just the thinking outside the box uh, yeah. genius of some of these developers. Uh, really, is a testament to that. Yeah, yeah no, it's definitely and uh, like. Like it has such a really devoted fan base as well, mm-hmm, and mm-hmm. Uh, mm-hmm. people that stand by these games, and uh, yeah, they're they're just charming as hell, and uh, like some yeah, some of my favorite gaming memories have just been sitting playing these games, like going around in Kingdom Hearts One, collecting all the pieces to uh, fill up uh, the Winnie the Pooh storybook. <laughs> And once you once you've done that, you can go into that world and play a part in one of the stories in that as well. And um, yeah, just uh, like all the little things that it adds as well. Like there's Hercules Colosseum, which is uh, basically basically your battle arena and stuff like that. So you mm-hmm. um, so you do your story in uh, in Olympus, but then after that, you have the Colosseum to go to and do all your challenges and everything like that. And uh, you fight through all these rounds, fight through all these tournaments and stuff. And there's a end one which has uh, three question marks on it, and you go, oh god, what's this? You click on that, and it's Sethroth from Final Fantasy VII. No way! <laughs> and wow. he kicks your butt. <laughs> <laughs> That's fantastic. Yeah, and he appears in Kingdom Hearts Two as well, um, like in the Coliseum down there as well. Um, but yeah, like it's just the way I think. What endures about it is the fact that, like, and what endures about Disney is the fact that, like, it has universal appeal. It like yeah. it's yeah. fun, heartfelt stories, and I think. Um, I think Kingdom Hearts really 
embodies that as well in its story and that's why they fit and meld so well together mm-hmm. and uh yeah i think it pulls off of a lot of the golden era of disney like your lion kings your uh beauty and the beast your uh, aladdin that kind of thing yeah, yeah. and um mm. yeah it's just um yeah uh having like sort of personal stakes in in it and stuff like that trying to get your friends back and like one of your friends turns to darkness and everything like that and you have to fight him and blah 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 and uh yeah it's it's just it's a fun story and uh the main boss is voiced by billy zane oh wow uh so i just remember craig telling me that and we were just like kept like at the end he, like he was just kicking her ass yeah like anson was just like beating us about and like we were just like oh come on billy come on <laughs> <laughs> stop it billy <laughs> that's that's those cool cool moments yep. that yep. only playing video games with mates on a sofa will ever yep. will ever yep. yield uh 100%. definitely even this game like again testament to the the uh, the medium of, of video games like you say if if one person was to sit and pitch this to someone you'll go what on earth but for some reason as a video game it <laughs> yeah works. It, as a video game it just works and i think i think like it so it's tetsuya nomura that came up with the idea and he is the he's the concept art design well the character designer for most of the final fantasy stuff uh, okay. but he has taken a director's role and stuff like that like he did the new remake of seven he basically basically designed all of seven in terms of like how his aesthetic looks and everything like that so um yeah getting him on for kingdom hearts and it's his kind of child really and um yeah like it's just like it's a game that i can come back to like uh, and i will play from start to finish i will do absolutely everything in it just with a huge smile on my face every single time that i play that game and it's just uh it's a it's amazing like uh, it sounds weird it sounds like it shouldn't work but Mm -hmm. it does and uh, if you haven't given them a shot please do because they're all uh, available on uh, playstation xbox steam Uh, i think it's coming out on switch as well now no it has absolutely everything so yeah um everyone can experience these games now it wasn't just playstation so brilliant yeah it does sound like a game that that a switch was made for really Sounds like a yeah. game that you want to sit either on a park bench or in bed on a Saturday morning with some cartoons on the telly yes. and just sit and yeah. play that game. Absolutely. Yeah, yeah. Man. Def- definitely. But yeah, Beautiful. Uh, Kingdom Hearts. My num- that is brilliant. My number four. Hoochah. Mm-hmm. It's, getting, it's getting pretty serious now, isn't it? We're getting serious. <laughs> <laughs> well, mine is a game that I wasn't going to buy. And for some reason, so I was on holiday when this game came out. Um... And for some reason, every time I went to the supermarket, I walked past and it was sitting there on this game shelf. And I knew it was coming out. I'd read up a little bit about it and I'd seen seen little bits, watched trailers and whatever. And I was like, you know, and for some reason I was getting like literally drawn toward it. It was like it was a freaking ring to end all evil. I don't know what it was. So when we came home, I couldn't stop thinking about it. And I had a few days before I was due to go back to work. So I went straight out to the shops. I bought it. I put it in the machine and I didn't stop until I'd finished it. Um... I never went back and fully platinumed it. I think it was relatively unattainable and I didn't want to leave a defeatist taste in my mouth and have to yeah. like, give up, mm. you know. Um, mm-hmm. I wanted to just leave it in exactly as the, the, the experience I had. And I, I'm actually I'm kind of hankering playing it again because it's been 
five years, six years maybe since I played it. Um, mm. It kind of represents the whole series, but my game is Metal Gear Solid Five. Ooh. Good and man. it is a doozy. It is a doozy. Like, I, we, we kind of discussed it a little bit last week, and I knew this game was coming up, so I didn't go into it in too much detail. So, we, uh, although I asked you what your your uh, opinion of the, the ending was, but... Um, yeah. So the, the reasons that I utterly love this game is the same reasons I love GTA. And that's because the world... Mm. I, want, I wanted to live in that world. Every time I woke up or every time I'd, like finished lunch or whatever took a break and instantly I'd, i would be thinking about being in that world it made me feel warm when it was mm-hmm. warm it made me feel wet when it was raining it made me feel like a one-man army going into a desert stronghold in any way that i bloody wanted um whether <laughs> i just slowly picked off a bunch of guards or i went in all guns blazing or I did enough recon to figure out that there was actually an underground tunnel i could sneak into and pop up in the middle and get a guy and then get a sheep up in the air. All those different things that I could I could do. Um, <clears throat> even some of the stuff that I don't naturally wholly enjoy in, in games, like building mother base. It's not my favorite part of playing a video game. I'd rather be out on the field, like, shooting yeah. stuff. Um, but I bloody loved it. I was sitting there, like, getting all these points and stuff to invest in, in mother base and, and make it as big and as strong as I could. The cassettes, because it had a great soundtrack. But it wasn't mm-hmm. just a soundtrack that was given to you. You had to go and hunt down and, and find cassettes to play in your helicopter afterwards. Um, mm-hmm. uh, you know, jumping off the helicopter, like just oh, the whole like the way you come in, everybody's standing there saluting you. You walk around, you do stuff, then you get back on your helicopter, you go back out to a mission. It's maybe somewhere you've been before, so you're like, "Ha, I know how to get in here." Yeah, yeah. but maybe something's changed, or there's some new guards, or you know, you'd have to mm-hmm. refigure your your kind of way in there. Um, and I, I spent an hour like in high alert with all these guards just i was just going up and down this little kind of tiny wee corridor and i eventually find I, I got the point where my my uh my pattern and a guard's pattern was just perfectly overlapped and i just took the the opportunity and i got the guard and i got him down i was like right that lets me get around this Probably. next corner and it yeah. ages it took me just to do this one little mission it wasn't even worth it i don't think in the end but um <laughs> i could have just like restarted it or just taken the hit or just gone loud yeah, or whatever yeah. but i was determined it was a hundred percent worth it if you enjoyed it oh, as far as i'm concerned i yeah. loved every second of that um mm-hmm. so like so the intro is very very interesting i find so are are you including ground zeros in this no no i'm not including ground zeros because i actually went back afterwards uh to sit and play Mm. through a bit of ground zeros and disappointingly it didn't play exactly the same um for me there was a few things that wasn't there and i i I played it and i got through it and you know i'd Mm. mess around in the camp and like say found different areas and, and collected different things but okay not taking that as part of this game okay um yeah no uh I I see them as one big thing, right? Like okay. I I I've always seen uh, Metal Gear Solid Five as Phantom Pain and Ground Zeroes together. Uh, Metal Gear Solid, well, Ground Zeroes is almost like your tanker mission in MGS Two, where you play a snake, and mm-hmm. that's like that's Ground Zeroes, and then Five's your big open sprawling section, and uh, yeah, yeah, like um, I was so excited for both of those games and i played the hell out of ground zeros i 100 percented that thing i like i loved <laughs> absolutely everything about ground zeros and i was so pumped for phantom pain and mostly it delivered for me sure uh there are a few things that on 
in hindsight, I've, I think I've explained it in the last episode and stuff like that, but uh, yeah, just with the whole Kojima-Konami split and uh, the game not being finished and uh, everything feeling a bit more rushed towards the end. And I feel like Metal Gear as a series, uh, it prided itself on a, like big long cutscenes, big long kind of yeah, like, yeah. it was it was very much story focused and taking that into an open world, like I think we, we've had a question about that before that yeah. Uh, yeah. says like, can an open world tell a really good story? Totally. There is a great story in MGS5. Yep. It's just, hmm. it's staggered, I think, in terms of like, like you're really getting into a story, but then like you can go off and piss about and do side missions and stuff like that where the totally. pacing needs you to continue and go along yeah, yeah so yeah i guess that was it i guess uh, i like I, i'm really not trying to like shit over your choice no not <laughs> i'm, all, really, not not. I'm really not because because i i was exactly the same as you i did not put this game down until i finished it and once i finished it i like i love everything about it mm-hmm. there's just things that uh like like i said two years of hype me building up the story in my head yeah. that they didn't go as as I kind of planned it would, but then, but then what does really? And, and also the fact that this is the best playing Metal Gear by a country mile. It really, yeah, it is. All the mechanics are there. And maybe that's, it's not necessarily, when I say it represents the, the entire thing, there's huge arguments. And even I would argue that the original Metal Gear Solid is better than five. Um, And again, it goes just to the point that technology doesn't make a great game. Uh, Mm -hmm. Again, Michael, you said it's it's replayability when you're an adult. And I would more than happily play MGS1 any day of the week. Uh, I think we've talked about it before. It's a a start finisher. You know, you can Mm -hmm. quite literally start it in the morning and have it finished by dinner time. If you kind of know what you're doing, you know, if you're kind of practiced with some of the mechanics and stuff. But yeah, definitely you can can do that. Mm -hmm. Uh, It looks phenomenal for its time and it's still quite impressive even. It's not not as gorgeous as, as five. Mm-hmm. But there was something about maybe even just being a snake simulator, as it were, you know, giving you the freedom <laughs> of going out on that job. Um, yeah. Because let's face it, um, the original Metal Gear Solid is just one job. Yeah, one mission. You know, if that, if it was in Metal Gear 5, you would start on Mother <laughs> Base, you would go in your helicopter, you would go in to uh, play the entire Metal Gear then you would go back, you would hit save, and you'd go out on your next mission. Fair enough, yeah. maybe not a nine-hour mission, but um, yeah, yeah. it is just essentially one job, um, mm-hmm. as opposed to a series of them that you get there. And, and you're right, I mean, yeah. it doesn't 100% translate, but I think that was part of the reason that I, I really kind of took to it, is because you could go out for days on end or in-game, yeah. you know, days mm-hmm. on end, and then and then come back to the like, hardcore story kind of stuff. So, um, yeah. Yeah, it's just, there's just something about that game mm. that just made me happy. Um, mm-hmm. Oh, it made me happy too. And I would quite happily just, yeah, <laughs> yeah, I would quite happily just sit and spend hours and days just being in that that area, just get rid of sheep, uh, laying traps for folk, uh, and then just watching so all my evil I, creations go. <laughs> yeah, I love, I love the fact that like, it is from the man mind of Hideo Kojima and it's the fact that like uh, it's a dark gritty realization of like like a legendary soldier's like descent into madness and yeah. like him like um coming to terms with like who he is mm. and who he's supposed to be in the greater narrative and very hard hitting heavy stuff involving like child soldiers and yeah, everything like that but you can attach a balloon to a sheep yep. and fuck it pull off. them up into the sky brilliant <laughs> 
because why not? Um, because why I, not? And also, oh, did you get the Jehuti arm? You must have got the Jehuti arm. Was it the Jehuti arm or was it the rocket arm? No, the rocket arm. I got yeah. a rocket arm. Yeah. yeah, the rocket arm's amazing. <laughs> it's just your it's just your robotic arm, but you fire it. <laughs> it's like rocket, for- rocket punch. It's Keeper Sutherland just shouting yeah. rocket punch. <laughs> it was um, it, that, that's uh, the, the the silly fun of of, yeah. um, of Kojima, and that's that's something yeah. I do like. I did feel that maybe Ground Zeroes was that kind of rushed demo because at that time there was a few games mm-hmm. that were actually in a little bit of development not hell but um yeah they took a while yeah yeah there was a few and i think um oh what was it called gran turismo sport had to come out which was like a very you know very stripped back version of that game because yeah, I think yeah. people were getting impatient um yeah. before mm-hmm. gran turismo 5 came out um yeah and then of course ground zeros i believe was an enforced like playable demo or teaser um yeah because konami just wanted something out there uh the way that they released that i will like uh it was great obviously having it and ground zeros is really really good it's just the fact that like they charged they almost charged full price for it but then they reverted it back i think it was like 30 quid or yeah, something like that yeah, I, I got to it buy. maybe i did i get it for i remember getting it really cheap that's the only reason I yeah, yeah. It. Um, yeah so we're not gonna i'm not gonna spoil this one i was thinking about just talking about the end okay well, i well, really i didn't know that there was cut content and i think the ending yeah. not knowing that was absolutely fucking brilliant no i i, I really really enjoyed it like uh, the actual twist is really mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. it's very kojima it's very good and like when you um when you've exhausted like um like luke i am your father or um or the twisting kotor or anything like that like that like the twisting kotor is the like how to do the i am your father reveal but involving in a game in a yeah, gaming okay. universe yeah where and uh, kojima has mm. pulled all these kind of twists and turns and like rug pulls and everything like that like um not even showing writing at all for metal gear solid 2 until yeah releasing yeah. the game and he's the main character <laughs> uh like a good move oh it's like people hated it people yeah. hated yeah, yeah. it but i love it <laughs> and uh like so what what else could you do for the twist and i think like the twist does work because it actually makes the the next two games metal gear and metal gear 2 solid snake makes yeah. those two games make more sense because something happens at the end of the first one that mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Neg- negates what happens at the end of the second one. So, but it makes more sense now. Yeah, yeah, and then pulls yeah. a lot of stuff from four in, which is a very hard game to follow. Yeah, uh, and one that I actually re- I want to replay um, again. Cause... Rewatch, you mean? Yeah, sorry. <laughs> <laughs> we well, I want to do a rewatch of that of uh, Metal Gear Four. <laughs> because i I love i love metal gear 4 (laughs) i metal gear solid 4 because it just took everything and wrapped it up in a nice little bow and just explained everything and Mm -hmm. it was just like me gib and david sat and played that and i was (laughs) we were just like my god this is amazing (laughs) totally totally. and actually it's a game that that benefited from technology because it was able to to include things that that i'm sure was on the the planning table that you couldn't just do uh the the ps2 area but um my god an hour and a half long fucking cutscene in that game i did my dishes at the, at, at the end yeah yeah just the whole thing an, an hour and a half and a 90 minute cutscene wait are we being literal yep well it, well it's made up of different things wow. 
Like, so there are different cutscenes in it and stuff like that, but right. there's pretty much a the, film. There is yeah. a film at the end is essentially what you're telling. Yeah. You can put the controller down and 90 minutes later, you yeah. will still wow. be watching the same thing. Yeah, and the credits will roll after that. Yeah. But yeah, yeah. it's uh, like, as a fan of that and like uh, like following that story up until that point and everything like that, it was so satisfying. Yeah. <laughs> Unbelievably yeah, yeah. satisfying. Yeah, but Gary, imagine... Imagine you you think you're coming up to the end and your mum's shouting you for dinner. And you're just like, oh, it's just this last yeah, cutscene. Yeah. Switch off. Pause it. Can I pause it? There's a cutscene. Yeah, pause it. It's a cutscene. Pause it. Come for your dinner. You just got to bring it up to me on a tray. <laughs> Why? It's mints and toys. Oh. <laughs> uh. Amazing. But I hope our mums never listen to this. <laughs> I know my mum doesn't. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Hi mum. Hi mum if you ever do listen to this. <laughs> so yeah, that's that's my number four game. Um and it it wasn't on my original list. Okay. Uh because because uh, it wasn't out at that point. So I think it may yeah, it may may actually be the only game yeah. to have come out since I wrote my original mm-hmm. list. Uh that's that's actually on there. Unless I unless I change something up. Mm. I I'm thinking about it all the time. So <laughs> Boom. Boom. There we go. That's fantastic. So, top three. We're at the top three now. Top three coming Ooh. up. I know. I know. This is... I, I don't know what to do after this. Should we play play the games? <laughs> what happens once we stop talking about the games? Do they still exist? Uh, no, no. They're, like Once you talk about them, that's it. <laughs> they're gone. Okay. <laughs> they're they're gone. <laughs> Good. We'll get in there because we've only got a couple of weeks to get these games played before they disappear. Forever. <laughs> uh, amazing. All right, now it's time to look at some of the news, leaks, and rumors surrounding GTA in a segment that we'd like to call Weasel News, confirming your prejudices. Now, we're not going to be breaking any headlines. We're not even going to be well-informed, but we've got the microphone, so you have to listen. So this week, we've been going through the Definitive Edition with a fine-tooth comb, and some eagle-eyed players have found a very interesting billboard uh, that warrants a little bit of a discussion, I think. Mm-hmm. So if we'll remember back in um, GTA 3, there was a billboard that said, Come to Miami. Ooh. teasing of course the location vice. of the the next game the vice city mm-hmm. game uh the grand theft auto the vice city um <laughs> whereas the trilogy, in the, 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 the definitive trilogy. edition <laughs> that they teased this years ago too yeah. in the original just get your ps2 out um yeah. <laughs> um, however, in the new uh, definitive edition, that has been updated to "Welcome to Francis Airport, coming soon." So we know that Fr- Francis International Airport is in mm. Liberty, mm-hmm. and coming soon could point toward a GTA 4 remaster. <laughs> what do we think? Yes, excellent. That was the news. <laughs> I need to put a marker. Guess what we've yeah. not done? What? Oh, we oh. haven't. We have. We haven't done it. Yeah. Right now, it's time for Gary Watch. Gary, what order have you been playing the different <laughs> edition in this week? Um, topsy turvy, upside down, and always twirling, twirling towards victory. That's Gary Watch. I think that's entirely plausible. If you know what else is it referring to? Francis International is in Liberty. Mm-hmm. Yeah. We are already in Liberty, um, and of course, as you point out in the original, it was pointing forward, uh, sort of in a, an out of universe sense, to the real life upcoming next release. And so, 
I'm, I'm not sure I can come up with a more plausible reason why Francis International would be mentioned within GTA 3 itself. Yeah. So I think that seems entirely likely. Especially with coming soon. Yeah, the only the only thing I can think of is the fact that... So where's this billboard? Is it in Staunton or is it in Portland? I want to say that it's just outside the airport. Let's... Uh pull it up so we can have a little look at it because if it's outside the airport then that makes a very good excuse for it if it's not if it's in portland or stoughton then it could just be teasing unlocking the next island mm. but oh yeah. but but the, but that's that's the boring answer Maybe. and uh we don't want boring answers on this podcast uh we want, we want good, wild speculation wild speculation gta in space <laughs> in space <laughs> <laughs> Right, hear me out. Goofy and Mickey are there. Yeah, wait a minute. Could you imagine Sam Hauser bumps into Walt Disney? <laughs> in an alternate, in an universe, alternate yeah. universe. GTA Magic Kingdom. <laughs> Once again, we're sitting here writing absolute gold and Rockstar yeah. are sitting remastering old games. We have given them years worth of stuff, yeah. Material, yeah. Easily. Easily. Okay, um, oh, maybe this is not totally clear not totally clear but, but still gary you, you might know in fact you'll you'll definitely i think it is at the airport this is Let's what it looks look. like that is just coming out of the airport yes oh see see you soon i think that's just at the airport isn't it yeah it is yeah mm. so for me the see you mm -hmm. soon part is the telling part there yeah okay so this is obviously mm. on shoreside vale so yes it's um yeah it'll be teasing i think it's teasing for I'd like to think that it's season four. I mean, which is which is going to be great because four, like we said many a time, doesn't get the love it deserves because it's a it does not. great game. It's not really. This whole segment was just a, an opportunity to gush a little bit over four because it's yeah. it's kind of the forgotten child of GTA, isn't it? Fair yeah. Um, in that, it's like, that its bigger brother GTA Five gives it swirlies and uh, noogies. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, atomic wedgies and stuff. Yeah, and <laughs> I don't believe it's deserved. You nerd, you nerd with your serious story. <laughs> Take that emotions. Um, it's, <laughs> it's a shame because yeah, it's a fantastic game, but for some reason, and it, we just don't know why. It's just stuck on that generation of consoles. Um, yeah, and you know we've we've just got you know. Is it a coding issue? Is it something that the PS3 was holding back? Is it, you know, mm -hmm. what's going on? Um, but it looks like, um, what's the new studio called? Rockstar Pure Gym. It looks like those guys <laughs> might, <laughs> might be able to pull like a, a rabbit out of the hat. Yeah. Uh, did we did we speculate that it was Rockstar Dundee that did the remaster, or the definitive edition? But it's not. It's a... Uh, Grove Street Games. Correct, correct, yeah. That that was my bad. Uh, I was actually going to bring them up later because they used to be Wardrum Studios <laughs> who did, I have to say, the excellent mobile ports about 10 yeah, years yeah. ago. Oh, uh, okay, yeah. 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 So they would have like a lot of the like old assets and everything like that, but we will talk about that later on. Yes, yes, we will. Yeah, we will. Yeah. Um, but, um, but yeah, no, didn't we? Yeah, we... So if it's Rockstar Dundee that's... Uh, that is looking into this, then mm -hmm. um, mm -hmm. yeah, that'd be quite cool. So, do you reckon it will? Mm -hmm. uh, it would be the four trilogy. It would be that that Liberty City trilogy. I think. I think it would be all four contained in one. Like when they did like Red Dead Redemption bundled with Undead Nightmare and um, stuff like that. It'll give you the choice at the start. Do you want to do uh, GTA Four or 
uh, Baldur's Gate Tony or Lost in the Dam. Totally, totally. Because I've yeah. got the well, I've got the what is it? I'm not sure it's definitive edition or, or what they called that one. All yeah. edition maybe. Uh, but it's it's all three games on one disc. Yeah. Um, essentially, and um, you just choose choose whichever one you're you're going for from mm-hmm. there. I mean, it would be fantastic, mm-hmm. and I think I mean th- I mean there's there's been hype about this definitive edition for for a long long time you know when we started uh talking about this podcast and even before i mean that was on mm-hmm. on the radar yeah um when i was playing like three in vice city way back you know three four years ago is when i first started this cycle of, of playing them through again and so yeah there's there's been a lot of hype a lot of people saying oh this is going to be great um a lot of people obviously modding them um and making them look absolutely shiny and, and really nice unfortunately a lot of those have been taken down now though um mm-hmm I think the potentially the 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 love for for a GTA Four remaster would be would surpass that. I think a lot of people would come out. Mm. The, I think that for a lot of people, that's that's their one GTA. That just that that thing is. It's kind of like you know people who just buy that sports game and just play it. You know for for mm-hmm. absolutely ever. Um, I yeah. think we'd see an awful lot of love for it. Mm-hmm. Oh, definitely. Yeah. And now, do we do we dare to speculate? Are we mainly looking for simply a port to a modern console that we can play on? Or do we dare to dream? <laughs> Is there something beyond that? Uh, what, what, do we, what do we anticipate or what, what do we dream of in a potential GTA 4 either remaster or remake? Um, I, I'd be happy with a straight up port that can run with um run at 60 frames a second because it's it's not a bad looking game at all it's still it still mm-hmm. looks really nice mm-hmm. and uh, maybe like a few texture updates uh make everything work mm-hmm. properly for hd stuff um have your 60 frames a second have your 1080p and um yeah maybe tweak the control the driving controls make them feel <laughs> a bit better but apart from that like just a straight up port would be i'd be happy with that i'd be happy yeah. with a straight up port of red dead redemption as well oh because this is this is also hot off the press is that red dead looks like it's going to be either next or uh definitely uh around about the same time uh yeah. frame that we'd be we'd be looking at a four i think to answer your question michael i think there's there's you, you kind of bring up two things is, is what we would kind of dream of and what <laughs> we anticipate um yeah and absolutely and yeah i think yeah. that's a very dangerous uh game is to sit there and and think about <laughs> it that's why that's why we want to have fun and just come up with mm-hmm. our shit i mean we tried to confirm crates uh in gta3 because we thought that the the control scheme of, of mm. co- like cover-based shooting was going to come to this game and you know what i'm really sorry for lying to you people we have an apology to make to all of our listeners <laughs> there is no crates um and i'm half tempted this is this is a, a Grand Theft podcast first. I'm half tempted to seamlessly segue into our feature that is let's talk about the definitive edition because really yeah. I think to answer that question about GTA 4, let's look at what they're currently doing with definitive edition and I think that might answer a few questions because sounds good. There's a little bit of both in there, isn't there? Mm. Mm-hmm. It's it's there more of a port than I think a lot of people were expecting. Mm-hmm. Um, but mm-hmm. there's some really tasty stuff in there that they have yep. taken a lot of time and, and, mm. and effort over. Um, mm-hmm. So let's come back to GTA 4, and that's how we'll wrap up as a, well, here's what's happened here. So let's see what we could maybe push for uh, on a GTA 4. Yeah. So really, I'm just going to ask Great. the question straight Great. away. Let's throw a fucking bomb in the middle here. Ooh. What do you think of this games? What do you think of the Definitive <laughs> Edition? Uh, right. 
Uh, I'm going to let Michael take this one because I think out of the three of us, you might have had the least experience with it. So I have I, I have had uh, hands-on experience with yep. the game, although mm-hmm. fairly short. Um, but I do have, perhaps I'll just give a couple minutes summary of uh, my thoughts, which are mostly positive with perhaps two or three key mm-hmm. caveats that I might briefly get into and then you guys can jump in with your thoughts. So I think... This all comes down to expectation and where you're coming from and what you're open to. Uh, What are you expecting from this game? And I have to tell you guys that if I am coming to this as merely um, a a remaster Mm -hmm. rather than a remake, um, let's call it a remastered port, I have to say they've absolutely nailed it. Um, For me as a person who, of course, loves the nostalgia of the old games. Um, I appreciate the style that they've kept. I actually think that that trilogy of games, it's slightly more cartoony yeah. look, um, helps in some ways with some of the more humorous and satirical aspects in a way in which, for example, GTA 4 is a lot harder yeah. and grittier in places. I also love the additional visual aspects, textures, lighting, the environmental uh, physics. Um, Now, even something as simple as, and we were talking about this earlier, Gareth, you mentioned it was music to my ears, the way you mentioned a a game that can make you feel like, you know, you can can almost Mm -hmm. smell the rain falling around you. It immerses you so much. Um, and last time I was on the podcast, I rambled for some time about <laughs> yeah, the yeah. immersion of games and the immersion of GTN being lost in these cities that you we know these mm-hmm, cities yeah. sometimes better than real life cities <laughs> that we visited, yep. you know, um, like the back of our hand. Mm-hmm. And going back to these familiar places, but for example, in Liberty City, you can look across the river and because of the increased draw distance, you can see yeah. the other side of the city alive. Mm-hmm. The way that when it's raining and there's puddles on the ground, the glare from yep. headlights, um, which we're so, for, you know, is a natural part of existing <laughs> in the real world and being out yeah. at night and seeing <laughs> the, the glare from rain, especially here yeah. where we live, on rainy streets. The lighting, the time of day, um, even something as simple as how inviting, say, the, the neon light of a mission yeah. marker oh my word, yeah. looks compared yeah. to the old one. Now, you might be saying, am I really going to boil this down to lighting mm. and textures? But going back to my you know, my idea of expectations, if I'm coming to this as a port, as a fan, a remastered port, as a fan of the original games, this is exactly what I want to be looking at yeah. and playing. Um, now, so they're beautiful, they feel great, they've been updated with modern Mm -hmm. day controls. I'm going to briefly cover a small few number of caveats that I think are important to bear in mind. Number one, I'm not sure if we will ever see this, but if I can dare to dream, it would be fantastic if they could release, as it were, the DLC, or in those days we would have called it the expansion pack that we never had. So with these remastered cities, these assets, Liberty City, Vice City, and the area of San Andreas, 
what if we had, for example, either an expansion of the physical locations or, like GTA 4, greater a greater number of things to do within the locations mm-hmm. themselves? Or even, if we take it to the furthest extent, uh, much like they did with the two expansion packs for GTA yep. 4, uh, an entire expansion pack with a new character... Uh, new missions, perhaps even a different season. It could be snowy in Liberty City, mm-hmm. for example, or something like that. So that that's... Number one is something I, I'd like to... I'm not sure if mm. we'll ever see that, but that's something I'd be mm-hmm. interested in. Now, that kind of ties into my second small caveat. I want you guys to tell me if you think I'm just really out of touch with modern gaming. But as someone who obviously played <laughs> the originals... Uh, he's bought and played the mobile ports about yep. 10 years ago, which I also mm-hmm. enjoyed. Now, as much as I love these games, I was a little taken aback when I saw that the Definitive Edition, I mean, here in the UK, it retails for something like yeah. 55 to £60. Pounds. That's maybe like 70 US dollars. Now, I understand that that's not completely outside the realm of, say, a AAA mm-hmm. modern game. I do mm-hmm. understand that. But it feels like... It's up, even by those standards, it's towards the upper yeah. end of that. And I'm feeling, guys, like as an adult now, I already have the games on my PC and my mobile. <laughs> as an adult with real world considerations, <laughs> I need to think about how I'm spending yeah. my cash. Yep. And I, I, I wonder whether anyone else has, um, you know, been taken aback by the pricing. maybe just how much this this new port costs. Uh, and just briefly to finish off, and then I'll let you guys jump in. There maybe is something to say about release day bugs. My only the only thing I might say about that though is it's perhaps not something I'm willing to drop whole uh, entirely at Rockstar's door. That maybe feels like an industry an industry wide mm-hmm. problem it is. with sort of buggy games being released. So perhaps I'm not willing to single out Rockstar here. It maybe feels like a a recurring story that we're seeing across the industry with people spending money on games that don't always seem to be 100% in working Mm. order when you buy the product. So that's my my, my short ramble, Mm -hmm. um, mostly positive, coming from the perspective of looking at it as a remastered port. Um, I'm interested to see what you guys think. Well, do you want to do want to go or? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because um, how 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 far are you? Like, um, so how far are you, like on your playthrough? So you're going through in chronological story order. Is that right? Correct. Vi- correct. Yeah. Vice City, San Andreas, and then GTA Three. That's Gareth. Watch. Uh, yes, hundred <laughs> percent. That's that's what I wanted to do. Is I wanted to follow. I wanted to follow the diamonds, as it were. As, as I'm going to say, you know, I yeah. I uh, wanted to start at the start and, and work my way through. Um, yeah. yeah. So w- what I've done there is I've got up to the point in Vice City mm-hmm. where um, I've got no main missions left. I'm I'm just taking over Diaz's place, and um, I'm doing the. Uh, Umberto and Aunt Pulley mentions okay, just yeah. now. Yep. I think I've got to get through those in yeah, order yeah. to kind of like fast forward time or whatever like that and yeah. start gathering money and start buying shit. So I'm in that yeah. kind of limbo phase of, of this before I yeah. get to the next kind of stage of it. And then of course you get the, the price of admission to, to go at the end there. So yeah. I didn't get as much played because I was 
extremely mm-hmm. ill um, <laughs> as I'd wanted to, and I wound up sleeping most of my mornings and just playing a couple hours in the afternoon. Yeah. Um, but I will, I will get back to them. And then I started uh, just last night or the night before, the night before. Um, I started uh, San Andreas. Okay. Just, just, I mean, I couldn't wait any longer, really. Yeah. Uh, I just wanted to see it. I wanted to, to spend yeah. some time. So I've done maybe an hour, maybe two hours in, in San Andreas, but really gunning yeah. it. Um, mm. yeah. um, I just go mission, 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 mission. And then a little bit of a look around. And then mission, mission, mission. Sure. Um, yeah. So I'm, I'm not huge away uh, all the way through there, but um, Wow. Just, mm-hmm. just wow. Um, there's some really, there's some really interesting stuff. I think that you, that you brought up there, and I think for me, that my my general overall impression is this is the definitive edition of those games. This is not a new mm. version of those games. It is the original 2001, two and four games. Um, mm-hmm. They've been brought up to look mm-hmm. very, very nice. And we we even mentioned Gary just before you jumped on, Michael, that you know it's almost. Uh, kind of almost like almost jarring a little bit. Like you're sitting there playing it, you're just going along, and you're just going, no, nothing's changed. I'm just playing Vice City, and yeah. then something yes. like, like th- yes. that lightning will come through the trees or a palm tree. Like the way that the palm trees are like fully yep. realized instead of just like a a flat cardboard thing that goes past you. <laughs> you're starting to believe the world <laughs> that you're in, and then yeah. all of a sudden something will take you out of it and go, oh, this is yep. gorgeous. Like mm. my favorite thing was. Yeah. And I can't, oh, I can't remember the mission now, but I was driving and in the night, rain came on, thunder came on. So I was getting all the neon lights mm-hmm. going across the, the soaked streets with mm-hmm. the, the lightning going across. P-Cells came on by Megadeth and I'm hunting somebody down. I'm actually like, my mission was to go and find some prick and take him out. Um, yeah. And I'm sitting there with this junk, 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 driving through this awesome city. <laughs> what do you mean I can't Loving. pay my bills? <laughs> exactly. What do you exactly. think I'm broke? <laughs> what do you think I'm broke? If there's a new way, um, it's just it just took me out of it and just went. This is gorgeous. This is mm-hmm. this is what I signed up for. Yeah. Um, I think the improvements have been very good. I think, um, mm-hmm. and, and I'll say the same story about um, mm-hmm. San Andreas. In that sometimes you think to yourself, "Oh, this doesn't look too different," and then all of a sudden, like I said, there was just a bit of light hit. Uh, one of the guns I was holding, I just went, whoa, wait a minute, this is actually stunning. Mm-hmm. And my eyes mm-hmm. refixed and refocused mm-hmm. and uh, Absolutely. showed me the the work that they'd done. And it is gorgeous. Now, I must admit, and I know a lot of people have, and we'll have a, a discussion about this later on, um, so yeah. I won't kind of dwell on it, but mm-hmm. uh, I haven't really seen any game break bugs. Um, I've not had to restart the game at all. Um, I will say that at the end of Demolition Man, uh, that fucking mission, which I got the first time, by the way. Yeah. Wabam. Um, yeah. <laughs> I've just done it again. We've all just done like an 80s freeze fame, like punch the air. <laughs> was, uh, oh, did anyone take a phone? <laughs> no, right. <laughs> no, because we were all. If I can do. Okay. Got it. Okay. Um, <laughs> um, it's the most powerful high five in high five technology. Um, yeah. It's yeah. Don't don't That's mess true. with it. It's free frame. High five. Yeah. Um, yeah. So when the when the building's blowing up at the end, <laughs> um, it went down in about two frames a second, mm. uh, and I don't yeah. really know why because I, I don't know. It, it must obviously not be pre rendered. It's obviously running in game engine. Um, yeah. There's a couple of times now something we we mentioned was going across like Starfish Island onto the the second island in mm-hmm. um, Vice City. Yep. On PS4 at least there is a one frame loading screen or something like that. Ooh. So it goes stop and carries on. Um, so there's this tiny, mm. tiny, tiny little thing. Um, okay. That again, a couple of frame drops kind of thing, and and that's all I'm seeing personally. Um, mm. But what I'm playing mm. is 
a wonderful playable version of these games that for posterity um are I, i'm happy with i think mm. do you think 55 quids maybe mm. a little over the top for it uh and i do know i've spoken to a couple of people who've like i'll wait for it to come on sale or whatever i'll maybe mm -hmm. pick it up later on which um, is fair yeah yeah which is 100 percent fair i mean it is a mm. lot I and mean, we're we're you know up at the upper end of a gta fan um yeah in that you know it's kind of our not not necessarily our jobs to do it, but hey, could you imagine that we came and goes, hey guys, we're going to review the games. No, We've, I haven't um, bought it. I've not I've actually them. bought it. Uh, it's a bit steep for my cheap ass podcast wallet, but um, the Grand Theft Auto, the Grand Theft Podcast, went yeah, on totally. sale. Please donate free versions of the game. Uh, yeah, for Patreon. Yeah, so um, I'm absolutely over the moon with it. I, I, I yeah. properly love it. I properly love it. I think it's great. I've not played three yet. Um, mm -hmm. There's a couple of things that I, I did notice, uh, and I'm going to go through these, and I'm just going to see, because uh, you guys have played a little bit to these, um, slash a little bit more, so I'm just going to compare notes a little bit, because I've been taking notes whilst I've been playing. Um, sure. So, Vice City, mm -hmm. the, or in all of the games, actually, the original intro. So yes. the cells are going, it's got the original graphics. Yeah, it's, so that was the one like thing. It. Yeah, that was the one thing. Like when we turned on three, and it had like the kind of like the the kind of old grid thing coming up, and it had the Rockstar yeah, games coming up. And I was just, and I was just like, oh my god, this is ace! Totally. <laughs> this All is the, just the original. And then uh, obviously the Vice City one having like the kind of like the sea sounds and the washscape and everything like that's that it. on it, speedboats yeah. and stuff like that. Yeah. Now I don't know if that's a little bit of here's what it used to look like. Now look what it looks like now. Yeah. Um, mm. Little ploy to get you get your eyes adjusted, but um, mm. yeah, I just I noticed that and I thought it was quite cool. Um, yeah. mm. I. <laughs> Sorry, I just took a note that's obviously for an, in an intro, but that's not something to be read out right just now. Um, okay. Okay. <laughs> the van, I never noticed, and this is not anything to do with the top, uh, the, the, um, well, the top fun to do van. with the thing, but the top fan. So the, the van is called Top Fun. Yeah. And the game in GTA Online is called Top Fun. Yes. Okay, done. Yeah, fine. Nice. Yeah, yeah. That was, uh, it's just something I was like, what? <laughs> so thank you, Definitive Edition, for that. Um, I don't think you got oppressed, but here you go. Yep. Um, so there's a, few, there's a few kind of things in there. Now, you mentioned snow. There was word mm -hmm. of a snow cheat. Has anybody found, an, is there a snow cheat for um, uh, Liberty City? Not that I've seen. I have to dig a bit more, though. Um, okay. But IGN released like a cheat sheet for, um, well, some useful cheats that you okay. can use. So... It's up on their, uh, I think, Instagram, Twitter, Facebook. It's all there. So, okay. yeah, I think they, they took some uh, of the, the I think, stuff I think, from San Andreas and, and mm -hmm. I heard there was going to be a snow cheat. Yeah, it would be that nice. Crisp, crisp snow. <laughs> Christmas. <laughs> Christmas and Liberty yeah, City. So, as we mentioned, Liberty City, they just popped in. Do you reckon Francis International Airport, they could point toward a, a remake of the very original Grand Theft Auto? Ooh, we're actually just I, thinking about four. I would, I would love to see, uh, like a redone version of the like the original mm -hmm. three, like so one London and uh, two, and sixty nine. Uh, yeah. yeah, totally. It would be, be very interesting to see how they would do it now. Yeah, that nauseous camera angle might have oh, to go. God. They're they're <laughs> as as revolutionary as those games were and if like if we didn't have those games we wouldn't have like gta 3 and we wouldn't yeah. have like the plethora of open world games that we have now uh mm. yeah uh the first game controls like dog boo <laughs> it does it really does <laughs> it really yeah. really does it was uh, it was very lucky it does, that it was yeah it was of its time um yeah. or the only thing doing it at its time yeah yeah 
And like when you were a kid and stuff like that playing, you just didn't care. Like you didn't care about, like you just learnt a control scheme for a game. Yeah, yeah. But now we're um, spoiled. No, yeah, we really are. We really are. Yes, and, and all these games are just, they just predate the idea of a standardized set of controls. Yeah, yeah. So long. It's, it, it was our number one wish list and we got it now. Yeah, um, we do, yeah. How, do you, how yeah. do you feel the the lock-on works? It's quite spongy. It's not as snappy as 5 or 4. It's not, it, yeah, it's not as snappy as 5, but I have found that uh, it is much better than what they originally had. Yeah, very much. It's definitely much better. And, um, mm. like, missions that I used to find quite hard uh, with the set of weapons that I had, because I didn't like standing in one spot and shooting. Like that's yes. that's a res- that's a Resident Evil trope. That's uh, totally. I, I'm used to it, but yeah, not in a GTA game. So um, being able to lock onto someone and move and uh, like use an Uzi to kill someone and stuff like that, and like pretty much dodge bullets as you're going along as well. It's very very nice. Like and nice. I like the I like the uh, the kind of highlight around the person that you're locking on to yep. give or take um when the lock-on doesn't work in terms of like you're trying to aim at someone and it aims like at a pedestrian or at sure. a policeman or yeah. three people down the street um <laughs> but uh i think that's a minor gripe with with that system but what they have done in terms of like it is it is an improvement over the original and that's all i was kind of really looking for yeah to be honest because because i think if it was as snappy and responsive as five i think it would be too easy yeah you know what it's a really good shout um yeah with the the scale that it's at you know the bigger scale of 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 gta 5 and the more intelligent Mm -hmm. um you know you'd have to put a lot of ai into the the bad guys or the cops or whatever definitely um Mm -hmm. for them Mm -hmm. to to be able to take cover themselves and get out of the way and and have a proper gunfight yeah it's a good shout it's a good shout i think it does feel Mm. just on the right side of satisfying because yeah maybe for us because we're playing through the games for the umpteenth time yeah um you know it is one that's just very easy to pick up and play and get through a few missions and not have to die and retry Mm. and die and retry because yeah you know we know what's coming next at this point so it's it's it would be more frustrating than than not yeah I, think, I, have to, I have to say most of my deaths so far and retries of missions have been uh, the durability of my car. 100%, yeah, me too. Yeah, yeah. I, I find, do you find it explodes quicker than it used to? Um, it's, you know what, it's, it's maybe worth us doing a couple of comparisons. Uh, Grand yeah. Podcast at gmail.com and see what you would like us to compare. Uh, and we will. <laughs> I will go and do some legwork on this and play both versions. They're both on my PS4 just now. <laughs> I, I am kind of with you on that, Gary. It did feel like it exploded faster. Yeah. Uh, I'm also open to the possibility that maybe they've changed the sort of the algorithm where maybe it might explode faster based on how hard you hit yeah. the wall. I don't know if there's changes under the yeah. hood there, but it, it felt I- like there's a faster explosion there yeah i th- i think like when when your car starts to go in flames or go up in flames uh usually have mm. uh like a decent amount of time especially in three when you can't jump out the car while it's moving yes um that you physically have to stop the car and then get out and run okay. in the opposite direction before you uh, before yeah. it explodes but there's been a lot of times where that's happened i've stopped the car got out of the car and then went to the side and just caught the edge of the explosion and died. No, okay. Um, mm. But yeah, um, uh, oh God, uh, Kenji, killing Kenji in like <sighs> Donald, Donald Love's mission. 
that was fucking hard because <laughs> you're so you you have to take the cartel cruiser and go up to the top of the multi-story car park and yeah. as soon as you go in everyone opens fire on you i kill kenji but then as soon as i get to like the second last guy i try to run him over and stuff like that my car just blows up Shit. and i took a took about like what 10 times 10 tries to do that See, that's interesting because I don't remember no. that being but hard, particularly yeah. difficult in the original. Yeah, I don't remember it being that hard as yeah. well. But I think that's that's one thing, like durability of the cars. Um, I don't know whether I don't know whether it's actually the increased frame rate that does this. Okay. In terms of like, so when it when it goes mm-hmm. up in flames, like there's m- like it's faster, it feels faster because it is a higher is a higher I frame rate. Saying. But yeah, I don't yeah. I I don't know. Mm. but um but yeah uh, Maybe, um, yeah okay that's good. yeah that's true. but yeah i i think I, i'm interrupting your <laughs> no not at all not yeah, at all yeah, um, yeah. <laughs> so i hadn't i hadn't really considered that um yeah. the only other major kind of point that i think or there's there's probably tons actually um but uh <laughs> one of the other things that i'm just in love with is just right right uh, stick camera moving um <sighs> It's, it's ah, such a natural, yeah. good. <laughs> it's such a natural thing to do these days oh, in yeah in nearly every single game. Oh, um, it, it annoys it really, really, oh. really annoys me picking up old games occasionally. And like, if it's not embedded in my muscle memory, like moving the right stick, like yeah, um, like I think Kingdom Hearts One, the original one, uh, you had to rotate the camera by using L one and R one. Yeah, yeah, like that, yeah, yeah. That would just rotate the that way and that feels weird <laughs> totally i mean yeah. nintendo tried to show us the way with the camera button um but it took everybody a fair while to catch up with that um, yeah but 100 percent, yeah that that is just changing my life of, of this and that was a big part of the playability of it yeah um what i found myself doing though is crashing quite a lot because i'm pushing the square button and that doesn't break anymore um nope. there is a couple of muscle memories that are just yeah. sneaking in there yeah that i yeah. uh i can't I, quite break just yet I had to change the control scheme back to the original one for one mission. Oh, really? Yeah. So, you no, know, when you have to escort the secure car up to uh, Pike Creek. Mm-hmm, um, mm-hmm, yeah. So it's that one. I, I had to basically like because I'm not used to the the kind of drive-by mechanics of it. Yeah. So okay. I'm get I'm getting mm. there. Like it, it just felt weird to hold circle to look out to the right and then yep. hold L1 to shoot. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It just felt a bit weird, but if mm. you rotate the stick to the right, then hold L1, then it's whatever way your camera's facing, that's where your your gunfire will go. Yeah. So mm-hmm. once that clicked, I got that, but I had to go back to the old controls where I had to use like L2 and R2 to like aim left and right and stuff like that because the cartel were just destroying my car. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, yeah. 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 No way. They'll do yeah. that, Gary, if you let Damn them. Damn cartel. cartel. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> oh. Why I ought Honestly, try and be reasonable, <laughs> yeah. but... Yeah, that's it. Imagine not standing still when you try to drive by. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> honestly. What you got to do? Change your control scheme. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> I know. But just yeah. just for that one, just for that one mission. But, okay. Yeah. That's interesting. I I yeah. had to look through the the a lot of the 
uh, the settings and stuff because usually I would switch yep. off a lot of the blur and stuff like that because I, I felt in some yeah. of the other ports that we've had um, it was just a yeah. little bit too much but um, yeah no I think I think just about everything mm. else is, is, is okay in there um, mm -hmm. so what about a couple of omissions a couple of things that we potentially thought of that weren't there and again this kind of comes back to answering your question of what do we dare dream of of uh, for for GTA 4 um, yeah. there was a couple of things we kind of spoke yeah. about that isn't in there that they, they didn't unify so Claude and um, Tommy they still can't swim still can't mm -hmm. swim Yes, I was surprised. By I must that, admit, I'm a little say. bit surprised. It feels like a mechanic Easy that enough. would be Easy reasonably straightforward. I'm speaking as if I'm a game developer, <laughs> but it feels like it's a mechanic, seeing as it already yeah, exists it. in uh, in San Andreas that they could add. Like, I think, I think the one hope that we, I think we did have was that in the Crash Bandicoot Insane trilogy, basically they carried over the control scheme from Crash Bandicoot Three and mm -hmm. just put it mm -hmm. into one and two. And um, that that's really cool. They updated the control scheme for Mass Effect 1 as well for the Legendary Edition, and uh, that makes the game feel more in line with the other two. So it's I think it would have been something that could have been possible, plausible, but uh, depending on what, obviously, time constraints and everything like that, the studio was under to release these games. Yeah. Um, after um after the gta 5 got delayed till march next year yeah. to fill that time gap i don't know yeah i'm wondering yep. if if that was actually it I, i'm wondering if it got to yep. a certain point and they were like right we have to for whatever reason they're they're delaying expanded enhanced and yeah i know it's it's one of those things but i'm perfectly happy mm. with the game getting delayed if it's justified uh I, oh yeah definitely you know, if yeah. it comes out fine you know yep. gta yep. 5 was was delayed twice and it came out near perfect uh yeah you know and that's absolutely fine. gta 4 was was delete uh delayed as well um mm -hmm. that's absolutely fine just totally mm -hmm. just just be open and mm -hmm. upfront about it i think this is something about the about rockstar just now is it, there doesn't really seem to be a lot of look here's what we're planning here's what we're doing um there is stuff in the in the works in the meantime please enjoy the definitive edition of these games uh and the expanded enhanced they'll be yeah. they'll be out soon when they're ready and then hopefully that'll tide you over i think that would just be a, a, just a, such a nice little message you you maybe feel like there's benefit to both the company and the consumer to just have a little more transparency mm -hmm. yeah definitely so, yeah because like I think, I think, um, I think the majority of us would be more than happy for, like, like you said, games to get delayed if there's a good enough reason behind them. If mm -hmm. they need a bit more time in the oven, if they need a bit more time to, like, polish them up, shine them up, and stuff like that to achieve their potential, rather yeah. than chucking out uh, unfinished games. And um, like, like you mm. said er earlier on, like this is something that you're noticing about the gaming industry that has been happening for god knows the past like 10 years or so mm -hmm. yeah. yeah 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 this is it um and it's yeah yeah, yeah. It's, it's it's not the first time and it won't be the last um no and potentially something needs to change but, but we forget that you know games are just coming out of the golden age um you know if this was cinema we would just be in like the 70s era you know things would just be starting to get into that kind of mm. era of of, mm. of kind of things and so that's an awful lot of learn before you know video games become yeah you know even bigger and and it's been such a meteoric rise you know in in certain enter entertainment shops here you know hmv 
that we have that's a multimedia place. You know, there was DVDs, Blu-rays, CDs, um, mm-hmm. yep. all the way back to, to cassettes. But at one point in HMV and in the quite recent future, nearly all of that stuff got pumped upstairs to the smaller little section and mm-hmm. the entire base bottom mm-hmm. floor was just video games because that yeah. was the biggest you know, moneymaker at that time. Um, and for better or for worse, that's that's the way it's kind of gone. So mm-hmm. the games are still in their infancy. And I think this industry or the, the way consumers and the way that um, uh, publishers and especially publishers, but especially, uh, you know, game uh, developers as well, mm-hmm. the way they need to communicate, the way they need to speak about it, because it's, it's not necessarily, a, you know, quite as a simple science, not to take away anything from music production, yeah. but music production, you... I mean, unless you're mm-hmm. Metallica, you don't you don't <laughs> release something that's inherently broken. Um, <laughs> but I, I got halfway through that sentence, and I just realized that that's exactly what Metallica did. But let's <laughs> let's take that out of the equation. But, yeah, you know, you don't release something that's distorting and clipping, and yeah, it's just yeah. a buggy mess. You you release something, you know, objectively if it's good or not, or you know if it sounds good mm-hmm. or not. You know, that's yeah, yeah. that's in the ear of the the, mm-hmm. the listener, but. Um, it's it's not broken. The same with a film. You don't release a film that's, you know, mostly okay, but that one scene has got some dodgy CG and then the rest of it's okay and, oh, there's a green screen over there. Yes. It's, it's all... I mean, some of it's dodgy CG, but you know what? I mean, it's yeah, not... Yeah. It's not inherently broken. Mm-hmm. Um, not in the same way that it's unplayable. I, I think it's been... Yeah, I think it's it's been a real gift and a curse Um you know, the modern era of internet gaming uh, and the ability to download patches. On the one hand, if you bought a PS1 game on an optical disc in 1999 and it had a bug, well, you were stuck with it. Um, Now, of course, we have downloadable Mm -hmm. patches. That's good. That's progress. But, of course, it can become a crutch. Mm -hmm. And as... As we're saying, this isn't something that tends to happen in other mediums. I, I will say, just on a side note, uh, with the advent of streaming, mm. I do know of, um, I think Kanye West has released an album that he updated about eight times when it was live on streaming. <laughs> really? But he's a bit of an, an enigma yeah. and an outlier in, yeah. in all things art. But for the most part, in general, um, this is a medium that I think sometimes relies too heavily on the crutch of the ability yeah. to download, to fix it yeah. after the release. I agree, fix it in post, man. Yes, absolutely. Yeah. And, you know, we need to... There's a, there's a consumer and company yeah. relationship here that, you know, you need to have trust between those two yeah. parties and provide a, a finished and good product in, in good yeah, conscience. Yeah, definitely. And uh, I, think, I think it's more a case of the publisher rather than the developer because i believe mm-hmm. the develop so the ah, so the developers and yeah. the programmers and everything everything like that, the guys that build the game and uh, with absolutely everything and stuff like that, they mm-hmm. have the best intentions of like i want to ship a really good polished finished product but with the produce uh, with the uh, publishers overhead basically saying to them, well, we need you to meet this, we need you to meet that, we need you to push this game out and get it in at least working order for this release date, otherwise we don't make mm. our like our um our revenue in. Yeah. Yeah. Then um then yeah, I, I do think it is a heavier hand from the publishers that uh, kind of guide that. And uh, so things it's yeah, things shouldn't be aimed at like the developers or anything like that in terms of like because they're struggling through like 
crunches and like mm-hmm. 60, 60 hour work weeks and everything yeah. like that and uh just to try and get these games finished and like i i've known of like a few people that have like worked on games and basically they've like they've done one title for like let's say like say they mm. get involved in like uh, a big naughty dog game or a big rockstar game or something like that and they work on the one title in the series and that's that's them that's them yeah. they can they have to either move on and go do something else or yeah. like go away just because it was such a toll and such a like mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. such a burden on them but um yeah um yeah no definitely definitely less on the developers and definitely more on the publisher side of things for pushing things out the door that's a, a, an excellent point gary yeah it would be it would be unfair uh, of me to tar with the same brush say the artist behind the computer who's putting his heart and soul into a project with the industry demands that are placed yeah. upon his shoulders by other people yeah. in the company totally. or in the publisher mm-hmm. rather yeah 100% i mean i we will have seen this in other industries as well and, and yeah. it's always your publisher your record label mm-hmm. the mu- movie studio yeah. um mm-hmm who needs to make money because yeah. a, they've told all their investors we are mm. going to make X amount of money by this date um, mm. and when a game says hey we need six more months they go nah, no 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 you don't uh, we've told everybody they're going to mm. make their money if not they're going to pull their money and mm. we're not going to mm. you're not going to get any more games kind of thing and like yeah. you say so many people have to abandon studios and just move on and just try and work somewhere else you know it's it's, yeah. it's actually it seems like mm. quite an exciting industry to work in but it's, it's yeah. really not i mean the, the people who yeah. do it are like you say working themselves to the to the bone mm. to do this thing that they love but it's it's, it's such a thankless thankless mm. place and yeah it, it kind of comes into our our, our question yeah. that we've been sent in by by semperfy lover uh one two three who writes in and just asked about the <laughs> Just asks about the uh, asks about the backlash, backlash for the the PC version of this, and we we again we've just seamlessly kind of walked walked into it, and I think okay, it is one hundred percent not the developer's fault. Uh, oh yeah, what we really need maybe mm. is is you know more of a kind of consumer right with this because if you bought any other product, if you bought a washing machine and you got it home. <laughs> And it mm-hmm. made your clothes more dirty, and it stopped working <laughs> half the time. <laughs> it wouldn't let you finish your cycle because it kept on yeah. crashing. You had to restart it. Yeah. You would get your money back. There's a later yeah. patch. Precisely, yeah. yeah. Or you'd have to wait for a patch. Or you, imagine you get home and you plug it all in, and you switch it on, and it says downloading and installing patch one of one. You know, and that was the first thing I did when I I switched on my my PlayStation. I'd preloaded them. I downloaded all the games, yeah, and yeah. the first thing it said is three items added to your downloads folder. I was like, the piss why? Oh, day one fucking patches, of course. Forgot yeah, about yeah. them. And it's a good job that, you know, for me, yeah. it's okay. I live in the city um, or just right on the edge of the city and I get good broadband and that's okay. It, it mm-hmm. came down in a couple of minutes. But mm. for some people who may not, then that could ruin their entire day. And that's, that, yeah. that's again, I, I feel that's a bit of a shame. But not one game has come out in the last 10 to 15 years that's not had a day one patch. Maybe, yeah. maybe somebody can uh, correct me if I'm wrong, but maybe Last of Us 2? Am I wrong? Uh, 
no, I think there, I think there was a day one patch, yeah, but, um, but I, I believe there may be something that came out no day one patch uh, recently mm. enough. Um, but it's, mm. that's the anomaly. Um, yeah, yeah, and the fact that that is itself news notable. Yeah, but they're the one yeah. that came yeah. out without totally. the need for yeah. a day one. And I think patch. that yep. maybe you know digital consumer or software consumer rights needs to be updated a little bit because look what happened with with cyberpunk. And again, you were writing about uh, you were talking about bugs earlier, Michael. And I wrote down yeah. cyberpunk. Why is why is this not normal? Uh, in that yeah. cyberpunk was pulled from mm-hmm. the PlayStation Store, customers were offered their money back, uh, yeah. and usually that doesn't happen. But everybody, anybody who's purchased the definitive edition should go straight to the retailer that you purchased it from or the, the online store and just say, hey, this is not fit for purpose. There should yeah. be a 14-day or a 30-day cooling-off yeah. period depending on where you are. Vote yeah. with your wallet. Mm-hmm. You know, don't give the publisher. Yes. And again, this is really harsh because this just gets push down onto the developers but yeah. vote with your wallet maybe the, the publishers will learn but mm-hmm. get your money back don't yeah. give the company your money but I, for fuck's mm. sake don't go on our social media and go and give people death threats for this fucking shit that was completely out of their control yeah v- vote properly we're all big people with our big people trousers <laughs> <Yes>. on um <laughs> do this stuff properly because yeah it was pretty disgraceful, some of the stuff that was coming about this game. Yes, it's, yeah. it's harsh, and we all got our expectations up. Um, yeah, yeah. My expectations we weren't 100% met. However, yep. I'm a big boy. I mm. can deal with it myself. And yep. if it's not good enough, I will I will contact and, and get my money back. I'm just lucky yeah. that I'm enjoying it. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, absolutely. And I, th- I think two <laughs> enormous topics that were probably not going to solve. <laughs> big talk, voice, let's do it. I've got a pizza. Uh, how much, how much money do we need? How yeah. much money do we need? Well, I've got, <laughs> I, I have a house. I could, I, mean, I could remortgage this house. house. And so, oh, it's not enough. <laughs> I have this Monopoly piece. Um, so I think two super big, you know, relevant topics, the constant battle between the mm-hmm, idea of mm-hmm, art mm-hmm. Yeah, versus yeah. commerce, which is always going to be such yeah. a difficult sort of almost yeah. philosophical, you know, question. And also, related point, secondly, technology is moving faster than our yeah, legal yeah. system yeah. Can, can keep up with. Technology moves a lot faster than law does, you know, uh, I'm not an expert <laughs> on either, but, you know, it takes a long time to implement um, mm-hmm. laws. Sometimes there's, um, you know, there, there's yeah. politics involved, there's, you know, all, all manner of things involved. Uh, technology, um, you know, a year will go by and what was hot last year yeah. is old news mm-hmm. this year. That's where where it's uh, it's an interesting battle yeah, between definitely. those two. Hundred percent, and and this yeah. is part of it. But as consumers, we need to understand this a little bit more. And, yeah. Um, and I yeah. think yes, potentially that's where it's going to kind of come from because yeah, some people need to stand up and just say, hey, look, I've been sold and I've been dud. Uh, and again, yeah, look what happened with Cyberpunk. Now mm-hmm. it was a pretty much a hot mess uh, when it came out. Yeah. Um, and we're not talking about a couple of you know, crashes or bugs or no. floating pedestrians or anything like that. Sure. You know, we're talking non, non-playable non bugs. Um, yeah. However, there does need mm. to be something that mm. either the developer can fix it within the first 14 days or you get your money back. Um, yeah. But yeah. Hey, like I say, mm-hmm. I'm, I'm not a lawyer. Uh, yeah. I'm just some guy with yeah. a microphone. Yep. Uh, but I, I, I do like I, I do believe that Rockstar are actually offering like refunds and stuff like that for the definitive okay. edition if they haven't met people's expectations and sure. like well well dress dress the big elephant in the room and stuff like that is that currently the GTA definitive edition is sitting on zero point four out of ten on Metacritic yeah yeah 
Um, people, 0.4. Yeah, people are making their, oh, well, the negative, um, the negative majority of people are making their voices heard through that. So it's yeah. about, I think it's about 3,600 odd votes. And um, yeah, it's um, like, uh, depending on where you look at it, like people are saying that Rockstar lied to them. People are saying that uh, Gross Street Games didn't put enough effort into the development and stuff like that. They've had these codes ever since they had the mobile ports, blah, blah, blah. Yeah. And everything like that. Mm. But if you actually go back and read what Rockstar had actually put up and stuff like that that's yeah. saying saying mm-hmm. that uh, these were just going to be graphical overhauls with better lighting gta 5 inspired style controls yep so and um basically what they wrote down was exactly what we got yeah yeah, yeah. and um so rockstar didn't really lie to us about that and uh, but yeah i think people's expectations people's hype and everything like that just got the better of them this time this time around and people have been dubbing like uh, the definitive edition as this year's cyberpunk in terms of stuff and like i've so i've i've finished gta 3 story i'm about ha- i'm about three quarters of the way through vice city and i've played a little bit of san andreas mm. and out of my full playthroughs i have experienced two crashes in gta 3 I've experienced one crash in Vice City. I haven't experienced anything in San Andreas yet. And just a couple of glitches and bugs and stuff like that, but nothing really, like, like that I will throw this game away. And nothing yeah. that, like, I'm definitely going to get my money worth out of these games. I'm going to play the hell out of these games. Totally. And I am enjoying every second of it. Mm. Little things like that take you out of it. But at the same time, like, these games are just really nice versions of those original games. And yeah. those original three games are some of the best games that have ever been made. 100%. So, and I wonder, is, yep. is sorry, Gary, I, I wonder, is there something to be said for drawing a line between the kind of thing that we do, which is as friends, we sit and we have fun talking about what yeah. mm-hmm. if... Yeah, this were to happen in this yep. franchise. What if this looked like this? What if we could enjoy this versus getting attached to an idea of what something should be to such an extent that we are angered, our our actual lives, our <laughs> our health yeah. are fe- yeah. is affected by, and we feel we feel you know coerced into expressing our anger at other human beings with feelings <laughs> yeah. on the internet over a failure to distinguish between fun fantasizing about what things yeah. could be and really sometimes getting quite nasty about feeling that we're owed something that hasn't been delivered yes totally um yeah totally and like prime prime two examples that come to my head when we're talking about this is the backlash with the last jedi and the backlash with the last of us part two mm-hmm. yeah both yeah. of those both of those feel right. identical right. to me in terms of they had like well uh last jedi had 
two years of hype and build up behind it mm-hmm. and people formed their own head cannons yep. and everything like that and then when they finally got the film it wasn't what everyone expected it went in a completely different direction yes uh it's a direction i loved i yep. love that film i think it's a amazing love it um it's not a perfect mm-hmm. film but i i really just enjoy my time with it and it did a lot of things unexpected for me which i mm-hmm. which i mm-hmm. loved and uh, the last of us 2 is exactly the same like sure. it didn't go the way i expected it but what was delivered to us was something phenomenal yeah yeah i agree yeah and mm-hmm. but then um but then you've got like people mailing death threats to Brian Johnson, people yeah. mailing death threats to Neil Druckmann and uh, mm-hmm. uh, and uh, Laura Bailey, who plays Abby in The Last of Us, and Toy. like Toy. she's an, she's an actress. <laughs> Please yeah. just leave her yeah. alone. Leave precious Toy. Laura Bailey alone. <laughs> yeah, it's an, yeah, it yeah. is I, insanity. Yeah, it's it's an unfortunate situation that. It's, it's unfortunately a, a product of the time that we're in at the moment, and yeah. again, the laws and things mm. like that haven't caught up to to where we're at with yeah. with online ness mm, like yeah. this. I, you know, while you guys were talking, I was just like, is this something that you know? Is this something that that every generation sees? Is this one of those things that are we the first generation to be having this type of conversation, or did like our parents have the same type of conversation when? Return of the Jedi came out, you know, like the original kind of trilogy. Is, is that yeah. was there that backlash, or was it just friends sitting around and one mm. of the friends in the pub went, oh, "I didn't like it that much," uh, you know, because that yeah. was the only forum, I guess, back there was like face to face kind of feedback or or literal re- letters written into to yeah, places, yeah. you know. Yeah. But we wouldn't have heard about it because we don't have constant. Yeah connection yeah. to each other um yeah. in the way that we do in the palm of our hand right now so mm-hmm. I, I i just i don't know I, it's, it's such a shame that those games have got such a low rating because that is a rating for a product not for a piece of art that yeah because vice, yes. vice city san andreas and and three are not 0.4 games no 0.4 out of no, 10 games yes um the original versions and let's face it they're nigh on you know parallel exact versions yeah. just nicer and mm. just a little bit easier to play Mm-hmm. Um, you know, it, would the original versions actually get slated these days if it, if it actually came out? Yeah, exactly. It just, it just goes mm-hmm. to show, you know, it's, it's a good question. It's just, it, like you say, it's not one for us to 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 fix now. Um, yeah, but it's definitely something that you know we we do need to be we do need to be thinking about going forward because uh, hopefully the the voice of the the majority, the voice of the the positive, will drown out all that negativity and and yeah, things definitely. might change to a point where you know it, it's either we can get our money back or people just realize you know what if i just get my money back and, and hurt the corporate big yeah. corporations rather than just yeah emailing some yeah. poor person that sat at a desk for the last few years slaving their fingers to the bone trying to hit a deadline mm-hmm. not seeing their family mm-hmm. for ages and then yeah. all of a sudden they get a tweet saying hey you made a shit game i'm gonna kill you fuck off go away <laughs> get a job yourself yeah and then yeah. We'll see how you fucking like it. Yes. Yeah. Get a <laughs> job. Now yeah. I realize that this is not the first time we've been having this conversation. No. <laughs> this is the no. this is the kind of thing that I heard my parents get a job. Yeah. Get a job. <laughs> so yeah. I think uh, I'm I'm a uh, I'm uh, I'm an optimist on this topic, and I'm kind of with you, Gareth, that I think that the over time the majority that tends to be positive mm-hmm. will win out. It would be a bleak picture if this sort of, um, 
I'm going to use the term review yeah. bombing. I'm not saying that all the reviews are without merit, yeah. but I, I am going to describe it as review bombing. It would be a tr- it would be so dire if that actually impacted the legacy of these games. Of these games. Yeah. I mean, can, uh, I mean, if 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 Homer's Odyssey in the eighth century BC got uh, had publishing issues <laughs> and it got a one point five <laughs> star, we never heard about it because the art, the artistry, was damaged for <laughs> centuries. Um, uh. Yes, I just compared GTA to the Odyssey. <laughs> yeah. um, you know, but I'm an optimist. <laughs> I'm an optimist, guys. Yeah. I, 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 I live in hope that that's it's not going to go yeah, that yeah, way. Yeah. I, I'm exactly the same as you. Like, I, I always look, I look for the good in uh, like pretty much everything. And um, I, um, mm-hmm. just thinking about that as well, the fact that like, uh, I think. Like like you said, it's going to change over time, and it will change over time because um, uh, prime example the prequels. Like how much love mm-hmm, are the prequels mm-hmm. getting nowadays? Yeah, and yeah, they yeah. they were despised mm. by by everyone about like ten years ago, and now the people that grew up watching those have, now have got their own voice and express their their. It's it's very yeah. very interesting yeah. that you say that, Gary, because I've I've noticed. If someone today writes um, perhaps a blog post or a, a, an article where they make a quick jab about the poor quality of the prequels, and I'm not saying yeah, that sure. that's not justified yeah, yeah, well. in some areas, I can immediately tell the yeah. generation <laughs> yeah. that they're from, and I'm like, oh, they've not caught up that actually in the com- in the the. the yeah, the common yeah, consciousness yeah. maybe for the younger generation actually they yeah. don't think like that yeah. about these things. and it's yeah. very true. Yeah, like I think I think I think time time yeah. will definitely like uh, benefit a lot of these. Like I like I see a lot of this stuff like uh, like the hate for the last Jedi, the hate for the Last of Us Part Two. Like that was very much very focal mm. and very like on the point exactly when it happened, and uh, like that was all that was talked about. But then over time and stuff like that, I kept checking like the like the IMDb and the Metacritic score for the Last of Us Part Two, and it, like it just kept going up. And up and up, yeah. and yeah. Uh, the same with Last Jedi mm. as well. And uh, yeah, uh, yeah, it's just like it's a very like like the 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 vocal minority will be like that's the ones that are like that you'll hear, and you think you think that that's yes. all it is, but it's yeah. not. <laughs> no, but that's because they shout louder yeah. and then they run out of breath pretty bloody quickly, and yeah. yet the real people mm-hmm. the the smart people will actually take time to consume something mm-hmm. and figure out wh- what's good and what's bad about it then they will start to make their voice heard and yeah. that's yeah. why those scores will will creep back up because the yeah. likes of you and me will mm-hmm. go in there and leave an honest a proper review and mm-hmm. it might not be a full 10 stars you mm-hmm. know oh, um, yeah. but it would be more objective than just hitting zero just for the sake of it and either being part of like a look what we did or just like oh this is shit because you know I switched it on and and there was no jetpack and Tommy Versetti couldn't fly and (laughs) brilliant (laughs) stuff well done Tommy Um, Versetti couldn't fly (laughs) yeah and I'll tell me I'll say that was my review and I was sticking to it. <laughs> so if you're ever look at, looking for the reviews, you'll find Gareth's review yeah. saying Tom. It always starts off with, Hoo. that's the review. How do you spell that? I, I even wonder, guys, is, uh, I even wonder in terms of reviews and rating reviews, in the same way that when we're 
um, when you're trying to get an accurate average or a sample size, you might leave out outliers. <laughs> this might be controversial on my part. Is there any justification to changing the weighting of how much weight a review carries if they're all submitted in a 12-hour period on day mm. one versus, say, the five-year... Um, the greater five-year period of yep. more balanced reviews that come out—that's maybe controversial <laughs> on my part. But I wonder if well, there's any anything anything to that. I think there's something to that. I think that's uh, like like that's a that's a term like a review bombing. Like that is a term that I've become very mm. aware of more recently, yeah. and like uh, boycotting films and uh, everything like that. Um, mm. Just because they either get like a leaked script or like they see something happening in this film they're like oh no bad it's bad bad yeah. <laughs> i've read your review as well it's yeah. a very good impression Gary. yeah <laughs> it's bad <laughs> boo to this Careful, down, with, down with this sort of thing <laughs> oh, we, we've been oh. on topic for so long that we just I move it into father ted and then about about father ted there i know yeah, <laughs> but yeah, like um, I don't have the time or the energy or the the malice to like get involved with anything like that at all. Yeah, and um, like it's just like oh, I don't know. It just baffles my mind. <laughs> yeah, I'm it's, with you. I, I, yeah. I think the idea of context of a review, not just yeah. a, a you know mm -hmm. zero or one star, but the yeah. context, mm -hmm. and I, I think potentially when 3,000 reviews are submitted within a 10-minute period. Yeah. That's definitely something that shouldn't necessarily mm. be discounted. Um, mm. You know, there's there's a lot of chatter just yep. now, and I've not yep. totally looked into it, but I've seen a few of the YouTube channels I follow, um, and one of them was was uh, just expertly entitled Dear, Dear YouTube um, <laughs> um, when they're taking away the, mm. the dislike um, counter. Yeah. Not well, taking yes, the button course, away, but they're yeah. taking away the, the, the dislike the counter. counter. And I think... Yeah, I've not looked at the arguments to and from that, but I definitely think that context is is oh yeah definitely is there, and you, you always see in the comments as well of a of a YouTube video is like you know you could have this wonderful explanation of something. I watch a lot of of, of tutorials there. I use it as a great educational tool. Um, and there's a couple of dislikes, and there's always mm -hmm. somebody going, "Oh, here's to the ten people that didn't get something from this." And you do wonder why do you dislike it? There's yes. nothing in the comments to say, "Oh, hey, I found that you didn't explain this properly." Um, mm -hmm. mm. Or, you know, even a, a more information needed button or, or something like that. I don't know. There, there, could, be, there could be more of a, a, an interactive feedback and context to, to these things. You're looking for a constructive element. Yeah, that yeah. Is yeah, yeah. It's, it's, it's too, too binary. Yeah. Yeah. Yes, it's good or fuck you, it's shit. Yep. Um, yeah. And that's, that's the way it comes across because exactly. it's, it's yes. either yes. a little bit of nice positive stuff or completely awful. Um, this was mm -hmm. the worst thing I've ever seen kind of thing. Like, yeah. Come on. Um, Yes. yes, and I can't even be bothered typing those things. So yeah, well, like I barely if, even put in yeah, good stuff. Yeah. <laughs> like, <laughs> like <laughs> I like I am um, like my friends will uh, testify this and uh, like like the fact that like I try and like everything. Like I will always yeah, just yeah. try and try and see like it's like oh it wasn't too bad or oh it's fine and stuff like that. There are things that I d haven't liked <laughs> at all mm -hmm. and. um I don't believe that. Yeah. Um, <laughs> yeah, I know. I know. You, yeah. you literally are there yeah. with everything. <laughs> yeah, like, uh, <laughs> yeah, no, there are things I haven't liked, like um, the that remaster of uh, 13. I hated that. <laughs> oh, wow. 
Yeah. This is, uh, so this is, we need to dig into this. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, uh, I, I want to hear about something that Gary describes as hating. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. 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 So, yeah, like, um, so 13 was one of my, uh, like, just, it was like a gem of the PS2 era. It was like cell shaded, like first person shooter and stuff like that. And heard they were going to remake it. And it was, um, I was like, oh, that's ace. That's really, really cool. But then, uh, yeah, the company who took it on, they just discarded absolutely everything about it and yeah, uh, yeah. like really released a, a bad product. And I do feel sorry for the developers and stuff like that for pushing, well, uh, like um, putting that out and having the weight of that mm-hmm. original game over their shoulders for that thing. Because that original game is so good and it's just, it did strip away a lot of things. And it was nigh on imp- uh, like not playable at points. And yeah. Um, yeah. yeah, so like my experience with the game, like I really did not enjoy, but um, I played through it and I did finish it and stuff like that. And I did get my kind of money's worth for it. But um, yeah, it, it just made me want to go back and play the original. <laughs> and how many people yeah. did you threaten with death? No one. Ah, there we go. Good, good. Yeah. And you're a far nicer person for it, Gary. Thank you. <laughs> Yeah, and uh, like I'll I'll safely say as well, I wasn't a huge fan of uh, the Rise of Skywalker. I didn't. Uh, I have my issues with that film, but I'm not going to. Uh, and I remember that look you gave me, yeah. Gary, across the aisle when we saw it, and I was like, "Oh, yeah. Gary's not fully enjoyed this." <laughs> yep, that was pretty much it. So <laughs> back to GTA. And, oh, is that what this is? <laughs> all right. So. Um, all right, guys. Is there anything else just before we wrap up? I think you know what we. It, it's been an amazing conversation. I'm, I'm really yeah. glad that the way that um, I, the way I'd written down the structure for the the, the uh, episode was actually just how our conversation went, and I, I, yeah. I'm really happy that actually we've we've covered everything. I think we've yeah addressed some of the issues with just mm-hmm. the world. I mean, let's face it. Um, yep. Let alone yeah these games um which are they'll yeah. get patched they'll get fixed yeah you know what they will they will be fine and i'm hoping yeah, that yeah. in that next person's you know college thing where they're doing you know i'm going to talk about mass effect 25 in the beginning of video games when they come through <laughs> to the definitive edition i hope that they remember them as being the most playable wonderful collection yeah. of these um, this amazing tight trilogy that is yeah. just you know, came out nearly just a year after each other with a, yeah. a little gap there for San Andreas. And they were just phenomenon, just mm. utter mm. phenomenon of games. Um, we've been given very pretty versions of them that are extremely playable. Um, yeah. Like I say, I'm going to get the shit ton of my money out of it. Um, yeah. And mm. so let's let's look at that and, and keep going forward mm-hmm. uh, because I think hopefully... Mm-hmm. If a fourth iteration of this game was to get remastered, I think I think we could be back in this exact same spot. <laughs> pretty much, I think so. But pretty much, but yeah, um, yeah. It's it's strange, but it's also like it's also exciting. Like I, it's, yeah, like I'm basically just tuning out absolutely everything, and I'm just experiencing these games how I want to experience them. Uh, yeah. and um like any issues that i have they're my issues and um totally. hopefully they'll um they'll get patched out and everything like that but yeah um i am going to enjoy the hell out of them yeah Damn right. and i think i think if i were a couple just a closing thought on my thought on this definitive edition i, I feel you know i'm a big advocate for the preservation of art and these are great pieces of art and yeah um if 
perhaps mission statement is a bit of a, a a grand term, but I suppose my 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 philosophy on this would be, you know, be positive about the things you love, and you know, speak up when you enjoy something, and vote with mm-hmm. your wallet, mm-hmm. Gareth, as you're as you're saying. Totally. Um, yeah. You know, we have rights as consumers, but also, you know, be positive with the things that you enjoy and embrace them, and you know, mm-hmm. care for them for, you know, future generations to also enjoy. And um, mm-hmm. much like you guys, I'm definitely going to get my money's worth here. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Also, thank you to IGN for Vote With Your Wallet. That was a Colin Moriarty that I've ripped off. So thank you very much, Colin. <laughs> That's uh, brilliant. Back in the Beyond days, that was a uh, great one. I th- always thought it was a great way of doing it. If you don't like something, don't buy it. Yeah, uh, I agree wholeheartedly. You know, yeah. it's, it's as simple as that. Yeah, absolutely. Thank you very much for listening to us ramble on about these games. Um, we hope you're as excited as we are because, as I say, we've got an awful lot to, of chatting to do. So, um, mm-hmm. Michael, thank you very much for coming back on. As soon as we saw these were coming out, I was like, just I, like I think I text Gary about three times in a day. I was like, is Michael coming on the show yet? Is he coming on the show? Yet? Is he coming back on the show? <laughs> it's been, um, it has been such a pleasure chatting with you. I could, this yeah. could go for another four hours and I'd happily yeah. sit here chatting with you guys. Mm-hmm. Well, this is it. If I had eaten and didn't have a Domino's uh, in my basket, ready to hit the, hit the buy button. <laughs> it's 20 past 10. I'm going to feel awful in the morning, but I'm so hungry. I've got a beer in the fridge and a Domino's coming oh. through the door. So, um, oh, sir. Good. And I'm going to go try and get a couple of missions of, uh, of Vice City in before, yeah. I, before it comes. Spot on. Nice. Um, Gary, again, once again, thank you very much. And you know what? This is where yeah. our journey begins. Yeah, it does indeed. We've had new games to talk about and... Hopefully, if that billboard's yeah. anything to go by, we will have more. Yes, definitely. Awesome. And you know what, guys? What other podcasts are in school? We're pausing our game to take screenshots of the beautiful lords that we're playing in, then running everyone down in them. Until next week, keep it six stars. Six stars.